You're listening to the Brick by Brick podcast, where we take you from the ground up on real estate investing. Join us on our entrepreneurial voyage through the world of flipping houses, managing rental property, and building a real estate empire. Welcome back to the Brick by Brick podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I am John Erico here along with Ryan Goldfarb, as always. And today we have a really great episode. I'm very excited. We have a special guest physically with us, which is the first time that's happened since COVID times. But we have Nick and Truri here. And Nick is a really great guest I'm excited to have on the show because he is the person that introduced me personally to Atlantic City and then by extension, Ryan. And so this episode, I'm excited to hear from Nick and also talk more about Atlantic City stuff and and get more in depth to it. But Nick, thank you for being here. Thanks for Uh, having me. Absolutely. Thank Um, you for opening us to the world of Atlantic City. Oh, you guys are very welcome. I listened to the podcast and I listened to it twice, as I was just telling you. And, (laughs) you know, I, uh, very passionate about Atlantic City and so happy to have you guys investing in it. Uh, and I hit up John right after I listened to it. I was like, I want to be on your next podcast talking more <laughs> about this. <laughs> I think there's a, there's a, it's a passionate subject to talk about. Well, Nick, can, can we start with just an introduction to who you are, how you got involved in Atlantic City and then real estate investing, and then maybe take us through the narrative of how it all got started? Yeah, sure. So I guess real estate for me is not my full-time jobs, part-time job. I've been doing it about five or six years now. And John, you, you were pretty early on. I met you almost as the first person I met in real estate. And uh, I have you to thank for really getting into it and uh, helping me get started in Union City and everything. Um, and I, I remember the very first meeting. Bigger pockets, right? Was that yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. I remember the very first meeting at Mod Cup. And you talked about this in the last podcast. And I remember thinking, this guy knows so much. I, w- I wish I could give him some piece of advice. <laughs> and, I, and I told you about Atlanta. I was like, that's when I kind of was just looking into just real estate investing in general. And I, you know, you were telling me all this great stuff about Union City and how to buy and what the, what the numbers are and all this stuff and gave me a good referral on a place. And I was like, I, I want to give some value. I was like, hey, have you ever heard of Atlantic City? <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a legitimate question because like I, I'd only ever been to Atlantic City once before that whole conversation. Yeah. Did you first start, did you start investing first in Atlantic City or first in Union City? First in Union City. Okay. But, you know, and I, I thought a lot about this because I almost forgot how, like what triggered it. And now I, I do remember, there was two things. I have a very, very good friend that is on the, now an Atlantic County commissioner. She's involved in politics down South Jersey. and. We've been friends for 20 years and she's always been telling me about Atlantic, you know, and, and obviously I grew up in Pennsylvania and I went to school in Philly and you said that in the first podcast, going to Atlantic City on a weekend is something you do when you go to, you know, go to the casinos and you're from, probably familiar with that. You grew yeah. up in New Jersey, you know? Yeah. I never really got outside of the casinos when I had gone. Right. I think maybe you had a little more exposure to Atlantic City at large. Um, but certainly it's a destination. I think for anyone who's from New Jersey, Eastern PA, I think plenty of people from the New York area yeah. as a whole. Yeah. Like you said, it's got name recognition. Right. Um, but what opened my eyes was, was her and a combination. And, and we actually, I stayed over July 4th and it wasn't even Airbnb. It was like a, I don't even know. I didn't even book it. Like a friend of a friend booked it and I stayed there. It was like a July 4th in like 2014. It was a house. And I remember paying like 600 bucks for like, like to share a bedroom with someone else yeah. <laughs> for like the three days. And yeah. then like, 
It's like, hold on a second. Let me do the numbers, you know, like, <laughs> right. for a three day trip, I, you know, like 600 bucks. And I was like one of 10 people staying in the house. Right. And then you look at the real estate prices and it doesn't take like an algebra. You don't have to be <laughs> like a calculus major or anything to kind of do the numbers. Right. And that is what kind of, I think, made me think about Atlantic City real estate, staying outside of the casinos. And then just like my friend that I was talking about um, has always been very vocal advocate and kind of pushed me along there. And so was you, the first place that you got, which is that place on Massachusetts Avenue, was that intended to be only an Airbnb place? Or yes. did you also think, okay, because for some reason I had thought that you originally were buying it like to use it sometimes, you and your brother, and then maybe you'd Airbnb at other times. But the intention was like Airbnb from the start. Yeah, it was, I mean, I think the intention, you know, we, we thought about it, well, you know, we'll use it here and there for fun, mm -hmm. but the business case we built. And at the time, you know, everything is, you take a little bit of risk no matter what. At the time, there wasn't a lot of data. Like we were yeah. really kind of Shoot guessing the at the So numbers. this is like 2017, is that right? Something like uh, that? Yeah, I think, 2016? yes, 20, 2017, I believe. Yeah. and. You know, so, I think Airbnb was around, but it wasn't as it's exploded. It's really exploded. Yeah. But then, you know, it was really hard to like, you were kind of guessing a little bit on the numbers. And then we just kind of made conservative and moderate project. And even the conservative projections were like, it's pretty good. Right. Yeah. So, so you, you bought this through a, I'm trying to remember the context. You, you found an agent, right? And then you, like this was listed in the MLS. Was that what it so was? So actually, I remember um, the old director of planning, uh, Elizabeth Taranek. Yeah. You know, she kind of, really facilitated a lot of development. She connected and she sent an email to Keith and we just bought directly from him and he was selling the house. Gotcha, gotcha. When you had gone shifting away from the deal itself a little bit, but just in terms of the mentality of the decision to buy this, when you were going down with your friends that long July 4th weekend, a few years before you bought there, and then when you decided to buy something for both investment purposes and to use a little bit here and there, were you thinking of Atlantic City as a place that you were going to go to, or were you thinking of, the, of these houses in Atlantic City as places you would go to, to just go to the casinos? Or were you thinking, I'm buying in a beach town that happens to have casinos? Or like, what, what kind of stuff would you do when you went down there at the time? I think it was a little bit of both. I think the original mindset was, and you and I both know Atlantic City from when we were younger and going and going to the casinos, was... I've definitely booked hotel rooms. There's like a group of eight guys that want to go on a bachelor party, right. for example. And you got to book three hotel rooms. Right. Right. And then once and then someone's on the floor and, 10 and right. someone's on the floor eight, someone's on floor four, yeah, you got to do right. all this coordination. It's a little annoying. Right. And, and the whole coolness of Airbnb was everybody's in one big house. You know, you're going on a trip from with six to eight guys. It's, it's better. It's just a better experience. And I thought... You marry what Airbnb brings to what Atlantic City provides on the weekends. And there's so many groups every weekend throughout the whole year doing exactly that. So it's really a great fit. Would you still ultimately end up in the casinos? Casinos is a huge part of Atlantic City. It always will be. I mean, that's how I originally thought of the business case behind buying down there was it, it's a benefit to, to groups that want to stay together and go to the casino. I wasn't thinking about other stuff mm -hmm. or the ocean right. at the time or like all the stuff that's popped up because that's been more recently yeah, like that, the little water yeah. distilleries and right the reason that, yeah the reason i'm drilling into it so hard is because uh, one of the first reactions we often get when we tell people about what we're doing in atlantic city is what do people do there 
other than go to the casino. And if people are going to the casino anyway, why not just stay in the casino? So obviously, from what you just articulated, there's there's definitely a value play to being eight, a group of six or eight or 10 people sharing a single house versus sharing three hotel rooms that are spread out. But there's also just that like the enjoyment factor is higher when you're all together. I mean, that's ultimately the purpose for why you book a trip together anyway. Right. Um, and then, as you said, more recently, these things like Little Water, Little Water Distillery, everything that's happening on the Orange Loop, future mini golf courses coming soon in Atlantic City. There's, there's a lot more to see outside of just... Borgata I think it goes and, to our thesis too that we were talking about in the last episode, which is that the, the less interchangeable a place is to a hotel, the more desirable it is on Airbnb. So like if you're saying I'm going to rent a like studio apartment on Airbnb, that's probably not going to do very well because that's just a hotel room. But if you're saying I have a four bedroom, two and a half bathroom house, that's like three hotel rooms or four hotel rooms or whatever. And that's going to do really well because that's a price savings, right? Like four hotel rooms and notwithstanding what you just said about everybody being in the same place, four hotel rooms are going to be more than even a really expensive Airbnb, right? Exactly. So, and after, yeah. I guess it's been four or five years since you originally hatched this idea, but I think in that time, Airbnb as a platform has just continued to get more and more and more popular to the point where now... Even personally, if I'm going on a trip somewhere, I will default to looking at a place on Airbnb before I go to Kayak or wherever, Expedia, and look at hotels. So I think even even the places that are more comparable to a hotel room, I think are even attractive or have more demand than they once did because people just like the idea of staying in a place that's a little unique and different as opposed to a homogenous hotel room that's one of... 100 interchangeable rooms in, in just a, a stale, big building. 100%. Yeah, I totally... Even for you know technology-savvy, millennial-type folks, I think it's gaining popularity. And I, another big thing was Uber. I got to mention Uber, too, because you, know, you stay outside the casino. You're like, well, I'm not in the action. You know, how do I get to the action? You know, Again, like we weren't thinking about Little Water Distillery and all the Orange Loop stuff because it didn't exist yet. We were thinking about the model, eight guys, three hotel rooms. Why don't you have eight guys in a house? Well, how do I get to the casino? Oh, well, there's an app. It's really easy. Yeah. You know, you don't have to hail a taxi. You know, like, remember the annoying part of having to get like a local, local taxi yep. cab's yeah, phone number, call exactly. them up. Oh, like I want to patch in. I want to get the dispatch guy. <laughs> yeah. And then they, they, they just like, hope the taxi shows yeah, up. They're like, yeah, they're yeah. like, someone will be there in 15, 20, 30 yeah. minutes. But you have no idea. You have no idea whether that's actually happening. You have no right. idea. And then you have to until pay cash. Up, Maybe you don't have yeah. cash on Yeah. You. How like, annoying yeah. was that experience? Yeah. Yeah. Until like, they show up at your door, you always have doubt whether they're actually going to even show up. So, like, you combine all these things. Like, like all that other stuff is just a bonus. That's just going to make air, like the little water. To, we can talk about all that too, but like you combine three hotel rooms to one house, cheaper, more amenities. You get the yard, you get all the stuff with a house that you don't have with a hotel room. And then, you know, you can get to and from the casino as you wanted to do, you know, with a, in, a, in the most efficient and convenient way, you know, and it's, that's, that was our original thought. And then, like you said, it's it's just been up from there. So in, in 2017, you uh, I'm trying to remember, you bought it, I think, before the summer. Was that right? Like right before yes, the season? Yes, that's correct. Yeah, right around now, actually, yeah. around April. So then you you rented it out that first year. Did did that, did the performance of that property do better than you thought? Or like yes. how, how was it? Okay. It did better than expectations. And was your idea then? I want to buy a set because the you and I bought our place in uh, Venice. So I think I, it was I, the next year. I think that was the next year. I'm trying to remember the timing of it, but I think that 
I think you had already bought a place. We went down, you and I together at some point, maybe two or three times to mm -hmm. visit Atlantic City. We saw some places in Atlantic City proper. We saw some places in Ventnor. But was your idea that you wanted to buy, like, hey, this one is successful, let me buy a second one? Or was it more like, let me, you know, juice this one for... <laughs> <laughs> I think it, that probably should have been my plan. But, you know, as I said, I have a full-time job, as right. it, you know, that I'm... So it's it's not... I kind of wish I did that. Well, so we, <laughs> we, more, bought, we, to get, we got that another place on Massachusetts Avenue, right? That was yeah. one I think that you had already seen, right? Is, if I recall correctly, yeah. you had been listed maybe the summer that you bought your first place and then it was foreclosed on. Right. Is that the right? That's correct. Yeah. It was, yeah, we, we, it was like on a short sale MLS and then we, we saw the inside, which is, and then it became on a sheriff's sale like six months later, which is right. amazing because yeah. you already saw the inside. You're the, you're the only people in that a sheriff's sale. You don't talk about a competitive advantage. Yeah, definitely a competitive advantage there. So the place, the first place you bought, I don't think required almost any work, right? It was kind of like turnkey ready. It was furnished even, right? Was that right? Yeah, we bought it. At, yeah, it was furnished. Um, we didn't barely anything. And we just started renting it on Airbnb. And the guy we bought it from was doing it like right before the deal. And... Didn't I think you, he had yeah, second thoughts you on whether he should Airbnb. sell it. <laughs> and he had like the prices like way too low. Yeah. I think you turned him on to Airbnb, right? Is yeah, 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 we did. Yeah. I was like, hey man, your prices are way low here. And we <laughs> remember after we closed, we had some like legacy bookings. We would call them the legacy book. Like, some guy that had, like two weeks for like 600 bucks. We're like, what? what are you doing in the summer? I mean, get him on now. <laughs> we have to get past this legacy booking. Yeah, yeah. So the set the second place that was I think it, I guess it was in 2018 I want to or 20, end of 2017 2018 something like that I forgot exactly when, I think it was the beginning of 2018 I don't I think it was right. I've seen yeah, that. yeah it was like January February January yeah. yeah yeah so that one I recall required more work I know yes. we renovated the kitchen one of the bathrooms I think painted everything carpet yeah but that I, I think was another relative home run, right? I mean, like that was like from the very beginning and obviously leveraging, that was my first foray into Atlantic City was that property. You came to an auction with me. Remember that land auction with Leaping we, we Larry? Did. Yeah, we went to one of the oh, very early Max Fan <laughs> auctions. That's where I met Leaping Larry. Yeah, yeah. That was a great one. And I don't... Did you bid on something there? Yeah, oh, I did. got... Oh, yeah, that's we right. bought like that's land right. for like five grand. <laughs> where was this land? This was like tell, before. Tell, tell the story of that. That's a great story. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like that... I feel like that was your first foray. Because you came down with me time. because yeah, you were curious. You're right, you're right. That was the came very down, first time. And, you know, I... I think like somewhere between like when I heard, when I, I did that stay for 600 bucks and mm -hmm. I was talking to my friend, there was like an auction yeah. that they publicized from Max Span on it. They're selling all these lots. They've had like three of them now. Yeah, we, we bought something from, at least one from there. This was the first one that they did. It was a big deal. There was like probably like press from different cities was there. There were like maybe a hundred people plus yeah. there right? in a big convention room. Yeah. And, um... I remember, I remember looking at some lots on Pacific, actually, for like 60000 Yeah, I remember we looked at I we almost looked in, bought them. Yeah, yeah. I wish I would have. <laughs> in the inlet, I think. In they the were inlet. huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like almost, and it was like a little bit, and I was, you know, still more relatively inexperienced real estate investor, so you get like a little nervous about stuff. I, didn't, I remember driving, now that you mentioned this, I'm recalling, we were driving around the inlet and I had no idea where that was relative to anything. And I was just like, there's nothing here. Like, why would you buy anything? You know, just like completely vacant tracts of land. Right. I remember that very well. I was really looking at some lots on Pacific as, and then like, I, I identified like 10 of them and, and 
the one that I then was the smallest, cheapest one. It was the one I ended up buying yeah. because, you know, I was a little nervous about pulling They're the trigger. They're in the bundles, right? Remember, they're like yeah. kind of bundled together. Yeah. yeah. You got one on Congress. Congress. It was like yeah. this little side street. It was <laughs> yeah. still in the inlet. And it was like for five grand. <laughs> like, and we ended up just selling it. We made, you know. Probably, but I think the full story though is didn't you buy another one next to it? And then, yes. or something like that? Like yeah, you actually bought, owned like three in a row or something, right? We actually came up with plan. My brother is an engineer came up with like engineered plans to build like a prefab house on it. And, like right. we were going to go down that road. And then we were like, yeah, let's just, and then we got the place that we Airbnb and we were like, why would we right. build why, why for build, 200K right. when you right. could buy for 150, you know, like, right. So right, right, then we right. just sold the land after that. But that was like, that was the very first purchase that little, yeah. it's probably like, this the size of this room here, which is like <laughs> it was a very small. Yeah, I was definitely not built. I think if you got all three, you could probably you could, build something right. on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I'm recalling that. That now. was yeah. yeah. That was that was definitely your first introduction. Yeah. So 2018. So you by that point, uh, the, by the summer, you had your place. We had our place together. We also had our place in in Ventnor by that time. And then I think trying to. So you then bought. There's that place that so Lon is an interesting character that yeah <laughs> yeah Lon like, who is probably not listening to he's not going to listen to the podcast no Lon's not, uh, not, Lon's not <laughs> but Lon um, Lon I think is an instrumental figure to this because she was the person living across the street from your first place right and yes. I think Keith had known her maybe yes. or she had done some work for Keith or with Keith or something like that but she turned out to be the first you know sort of property manager, if you will. For the, <laughs> yeah. and she if you will. Yeah. If you will, yeah. <laughs> Very particular person. Um, I think she, maybe she ran for city council at some point, like a, a Vietnamese um, immigrant, very pro-Trump, as I recall. <laughs> yes. <laughs> very uh, America first. But um, she was, she is extremely detail-oriented and she was the person that facilitated all the cleanings, all the kind of like detail stuff. And I think she really greased the wheels of doing because, you know, we were, you weren't local. I wasn't local. We didn't have anybody else really local to do like cleanings and like maintenance stuff. Right. I think you you found her, you used her immediately, yeah. right? Like as soon as you bought the place. Yeah, you, we were introduced to her like the day we meet me. Um, and she was the neighbor of Keith, the guy who owned the property before. And he introduced us and we just hit it off from there. And, you know, speaking to Lan is like learning a different language between English and Vietnamese. <laughs> so it takes a little bit of time. I, one of my favorite memories of Lan, who I haven't talked to in three years at this point or whatever, is that uh, I walked into her house and uh, for something and she had a dining room table. And on the table was like the largest number of receipts I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. And it was like a mountain of receipts. Yeah. Like you could take one of those like receipt rolls and like, like, you know, do it out probably like <laughs> 10 times. Like that was the better receipt she had. I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, I got a couple of, I have like a video of her counting receipts. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> and she has like 20 cats too. Oh, right. She's a right, huge right. cat yeah, lady. Yeah. Nick, did you know going into buying that first place, did you realize how much of a, how big a part of the equation cleaning was going to be? I probably was a little naive to that. So you just kind of lucked out finding Lon and yeah, I mean, we had another plan. Like there was another guy in town that I was friends with. Uh, uh, he was, you know, he uh, bailed early on the whole cleaning thing. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I think we would have figured it out, but it definitely was very, very critical to have Lon there. And it's also like another set of eyes and ears too. Yeah, she, you know, there's things she can't do, like, but there's things she's really good at. She can't do electronics, like she's just. Just can't do it. 
I couldn't imagine her responding to. Yeah, so like, or even like I setting up imagine. the Roku. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the, you know. Back, so in 2018, so we, we had the two places that I believe then you bought another two places, is that right? Or one or two places to, because I, I want to take to the present, which I think is super exciting when you're working now, but I, yeah. just to get the full story of how we got there. So you you had these two places, then you bought a third place that I think Lon owned or something yeah, like that? Yeah, we actually went into, Lon was re, so Lon's a, she's a jack of all trades. She does, you know, she also does contracting business and she was she bought a place for literally five grand. Oh, literally yeah. I, five I, grand. I want to relate a really funny story, not to get super sidetracked, but at at Massachusetts, when we were building the um, that shed outside for the to put the grill in, I remember stopping by there one day. I have this amazing image. It was the middle of summer, super hot, and Lon was there, who is a small older Vietnamese lady, right? Her husband is there who is also like a, you know, Vietnamese man who is older. They were both there. Lan was wearing like a sun hat. Her husband <laughs> was there like with a screwdriver, like, like slowly turning in a screw into a piece of like the slowest possible. And they had this huge dude. I mean, this guy must've been like six, eight, covered in sweat like he didn't have a shirt on with like a pickaxe just like wailing at the floor <laughs> and lon is sitting there with this big sun hat kind of like fanning herself yeah, being like she's, she's that, the foreman you know, like, yeah she's the, like, she's the foreman yelling at this guy faster, yeah, faster. To, to do it and also at her husband as he slowly screws in like one individual screw and i was like this is wild like this is so atlantic city it's just crazy like <laughs> yeah no it, yeah thon thon's lon, lon and thon <laughs> yeah yeah Thon, yeah, Thon still does a lot of cleaning. It actually does all the cleanings now. She <laughs> oh, doesn't really clean too much. Thon does it. Anyhow, I'm sorry. So you, so Lon bought this place for five grand. She bought saying. this place for five grand, and she like redid it inside and out, like almost totally rehabbed the whole place. And it was in a different area of it, a little bit different area of AC. A uh, little bit, a little bit more on the adventurous side, let me uh -huh. say. But the taxes were like nothing. We when then. She wanted to Airbnb it and, you know, she didn't know how to do any of the electronic stuff. So yeah. we just partnered up, we bought in and that was our third one. And I was doing some stuff on Union City. And again, you know, looking back, I probably should have bought like eight of them, but yeah, yeah. You know, we didn't. I think there was a concern, if I recall that, you know, we didn't like flooding the market at the time, right? There was like, oh, there maybe there are like too many. This was obviously hilarious looking back now because there are like 10x the number there were in 2017. But there's a concern that was like, well, maybe there are too many Airbnbs right. or we didn't want to like flood the market or something. Right. Yeah. yeah, I think there's that. And, you know, just going in, yeah, how, how much do you want to just double down on one spot? Yeah. You know, I was still kind of active in Union City. Yeah, the, the Airbnb has just been fantastic down there. And and since, you know, more recent times, like going back to your point, Ryan, there's been, I would say in the last two to three years with every year, like even the last year, just talking about the last year, the amount of just excitement about Atlantic City has been exponentially yeah. going up. And, that, and now it's not, there's more people down investing. Yeah. There's... Beret and Orange Loop and Little Water and the Seed Distillery. I don't know yep. if you guys have been there. That's, yeah, I haven't been there now, but it's it's on the long, the growing list of destinations for us to hit when we yeah. 
find time to go down to Atlantic City and actually enjoy ourselves. There's and like not a just new arcade. Go from project to project. I, I really yeah. enjoy going, and every time I go down, I, I don't usually step foot in a casino. Yeah, we. Uh, the, the last time, I think the only time we've been in casinos recently has been when we've been making the rounds all day and needed a place to go to the bathroom. Right. Yeah. That's what they've been relegated to. <laughs> Public restrooms. What I've discovered since, like, there's so many great places to eat yeah. outside of casinos. Very diverse set of food, which I think is... You know, I think and, Z, you know, the guy, the Orange Loop guys talk about this all the time. You know, you, you can't get that anywhere in that area. I mean, in New York City and around here, you can get that kind of diverse cuisine. But like down in South Jersey, like... It's also cool that there's not only a variety of cuisines, but there's also a nice combination of old places that have been there for 100 plus years and places that have opened in the last two, three, four years that are kind of like representative of like old guard and new guard, but all kind of like live together simultaneously in harmony. Right. Perceived yeah, no, I totally, yeah, it's a great mixture. So I want to get to and talk a fair amount uh, about the project that you're working on right now, which I think is super cool and is about to happen. I mean, I, there's actually a meeting coming up that's important, but you know, for most people that hear this, I think uh, probably it'll, it'll be well on the way to happening. So how, how did, I don't want to steer your fire and, and describe what it is, although we alluded to it, but how, how did that come about? Like, what's the story of that? And like, how, how is that progressing? Sure, sure. So Probably this this new project was, you know, again, we talked about Airbnb and the success we've had. And, you know, I definitely, part of me was like, let's just buy more Airbnbs, you know? Right. <laughs> it's like, let's just keep doing that. But, you know, I, I think that, I, I guess, maybe there's a more an adventurous side of me uh, and my brother, who's one of the primary partners on this project. We see where everything's going with Airbnb. And, you know, it was a lot more investors down, everyone, you know, starting up Airbnbs. And it's just a matter of time. And, and we all know now that I think the competition is good. The demand outpaces the supply. Right. What can we do that almost complements that in a way that's a little different? And one thing that came up during the pandemic was, you know, we all wanted to get out of our house last summer. I mean, still want to. But last summer rolled around, my brother played miniature golf uh, in our hometown with a couple of his friends. And it was like one of the only sports you could do, like really do. Everyone was scared to, you know, do anything. Right. And it's outdoors. And once the summer rolled around and he went to this miniature golf course and it was packed with people, you know, socially distant. And he made the observation, you know, just kind of like, I don't know if you guys do this now, but every time I walk into a business, I'm, like, I'm just running the numbers yeah. of like, <laughs> how many employees yeah. they have, how much was yeah. the average yeah. spend per person. Like, there was like one kid that was 18 years old in a clubhouse handing out clubs. And that was the only employee in the whole place. Yeah. And there was like... Certainly minimum wage employee. Yeah, yeah. And there was like 50 people playing socially distanced miniature golf. And these people just kept coming in. And, you know, there's ice cream on the side. And first of all, I mean, I grew up... I'm a sports guy. I like playing miniature golf. I'm sure I'm not alone there. And it's kind of like a very broad appeal it's kind of a low impact sport. Even if you're not a sports person, you could play. And and he brought it up to me and it was kind of like a casual conversation. And, and it just, we kept talking about it. And then we started to like seriously look into it. And we like kind of looked into the business of it, looked into courses in the area and realized there's one miniature golf course in all of Atlantic City. And it's the the most populated tourist, tourism city in, in, you know, Ocean City's got six of them. You would see why, but... You know, there was Myrtle Beach has 50. <laughs> I yeah. mean, like, and, and we never, we know where things are going with Airbnb. We know people are buying, building, you know, people are staying outside of casinos. 
So I think we decided to look into this and it was one of those things that could have died many times. Like, okay, well, we don't know anything about the business. Let's learn about miniature golf business. Let's talk to a course builder. Where would we even put this miniature golf course? Right. And we got lucky and just cold called a guy that, uh, and we got like under contract for a great piece of land on the boardwalk. So there was like a number of things that just kept happening. We ended up talking to various political figures. We ended up meeting with the mayor about it, who loved the idea and built a business case, got some investors. Thank you guys. And other, yeah. other groups of people that have kind of bought into the idea. And we've been moving at an incredible pace. Well, I think it really crystallized recently, right? I mean, I, I, I don't know when the idea came up, but I, I think it's only been the past few months that you've really been, you yeah. know, like it's really been happening, right? It really, the idea was last summer. Yeah. <laughs> it was last summer. Yeah. It's taken off fast and, and, and we're doers. So like we get on something, we don't want to lose the momentum. We want to keep pushing and we're still, we're pushing really hard. The interesting thing about it for me is that it's both a real estate play and also like a small business, right? So there's the real estate aspect of it, which is, you know, buying the land, developing the land, land use approvals, all that sort of stuff. And then there's, and, and also the, the construction of the thing. And then there's also afterwards, it's, you know, you have a, a revenue generating business. But I know that the, I think for people that are listening that have been involved in any type of real estate development, going from, you know, zero to one, right? Like just breaking ground is like the hardest part of it because what you're, what you guys are doing, you know, you're building, there's not something in like the land use code that says, hey, we can build mini golf courses here, right? And right. I think it's an issue that you guys are having a little bit now is getting approvals, land use approvals to say like, hey, we can put the mini golf course here. But in addition to that, you also have the complication that you're on the boardwalk. The boardwalk itself is, you know, not private property, right? You're trying to connect to the boardwalk. There are easements for the federal government. I think there's the Army Corps of Engineers, you said, there's all these like different components that are involved that, you know, yeah, like a casino that builds, that has built on the boardwalk has an army of attorneys and land use professionals and whatever to do it. In this case, it's you and your brother essentially trying to navigate all this stuff. So I can, I think it'd be curious just to, to hear how that process, I know you're on your, you're in the middle of it, and I know it's stressful. So, you know, don't harp on the stressful parts about it. But I'd be curious to, to hear like that narrative of how what you need to do. No, that's great. No, I, thanks for bringing it up. Yeah. So, um, the land it's it's right on the boardwalk in the inlet, and we picked it for a very specific reason. It borders a, a playground. It's adjacent. It's on the same block as a playground, and a lot of miniature golf courses, actually, the one in Brigantine, set up the same way, exact same way. You go to Brigantine, and we went through a number of designs, you know, and after going through what would we think would work the best, plus, like you said, like all the permits you have to get, we have to get a permit from DEP, state of New Jersey, because we're 100 feet from the ocean. We have to get something called a CAFRA permit, which mm. is they make sure that you're, you're in a flood zone, it's raised a certain level. Even if it's a clubhouse, handing out clubs, it needs to be raised mm. to a certain level. So we had to get an easement from the Army Corps who built a boardwalk on that side. And so then the all your Corps, land use stuff as well. The Army Corps owns part of the, like the... The Army Corps owns like a small easement between the boardwalk itself and the plot that mm -hmm. we're purchasing. So and who owns the boardwalk itself? The city. I think the Army Corps probably has an easement there too. Okay. I'm more specifically talking about like a strip of land, like a small strip of land just between the boardwalk and the... Just something that creates another obstacle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We had a series of preliminary, like, this is when I was talking about, and it could go off the rails at any moment. Like 
we met with the Army Corps before we even signed a contract for the land. Right. We met with the New Jersey Department, DEP, and we had preliminary meetings with them to see what they would agree to. Uh, was part of that you had to build, like you were building a connection or a ramp or something, but it had to be removable or something The bridge like is the technically bridge? removable. Yeah. Okay. Now, we feel like the chances of us having to remove the bridge are slim or zero. And, and, and there's a storm structure there that they own that they, they, they would have to figure out what to do with as well if they were... But so we're, we're really, really confident that's a more of a technicality that they just wanted. Yeah. And we came up with a great plan. I mean, it's going to be steel span. We're going to have pile. We're not going to have piles in the middle. And so we had all these preliminary meet to come up with the design. So the design is, so it's everyone listening. I'm talking, uh, let me <laughs> think the full pitch. It's going to be North Beach mini golf on the boardwalk at 120 Euclid Avenue, but it's right on the boardwalk on the inlet. Um, it'll be a block or two down east of the flagship, kind of in between the flagship and the Ocean Casino, adjacent to Altman Park. And it's with some of the most beautiful views in all of Atlantic City. It's yeah. got ridiculous views at night. So because it's a little bit off to where the casinos are, you get the full kind of shot of the casino. So it'll be, you'll start, the clubhouse will be on a deck. We'll have bike rentals there as well. So that's a supplementary, like there's bikes that go up and down that boardwalk all the, in the morning all through the day. So we'll have like a supplemental bike rental, light refreshments. But at night you can see, you know, the Ocean Casino, Hard Rock. You can see like that half of the casino skyline. Plus you have the Epsecan Lighthouse, which is right there too, right. which is really and then you get cool. View out and then the you have the ocean on the other side. The island of Brigantine. And- yeah. So yeah, it, it's the views are spectacular. And the funny thing, our, our engineer, that our official engineer, like I said, my brother's an engineer, but our engineer represents us at meetings is also the engineer for the water park, Showboat Water Park. Oh, really? Oh, wow. And he was like, this project's more complicated than the water park. Right. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it sounds like you guys took the uh, low-hanging fruit and found yeah, the easiest no, thing I you know. could do for your I first mean, development project. Just because of the Army Corps. <laughs> and, uh, so but, you know, you only learn from like right. diving in. You guys know this better than anybody. Mm-hmm. Like, Just take it on and see what and- you can do. So what are the, the major barriers now to the project? Is it basically the land use? Is that the big component? Or? The land use is the next, uh, is the next thing. And, you know, one, after that, we got to finalize, you know, the, the mechanism, the grant mechanism and how that's going to work exactly. Like we haven't really finalized that. But, you know, I think we're, we're, we're feeling very confident about both those. And, um, you know, I think we've just the, getting the CAFRA permit and the time we've gotten it, like there's been multiple people have been denied CAFA permits and including the guy we're buying the land from was denied when he tried to get a CAFA permit. So the fact that we've gotten past that hurdle is really monumental. The 408 is a monumental hurdle and, you know, that would allow any business to connect to the boardwalk basically. So, you know, once we get these final two things, we'll, we're going to just plan the build and, and, uh, and start playing, putting some balls. <laughs> Are there infrastructure concerns? I'm trying to recall this. Like, do you, there's power there and sewer and water and stuff already? Yeah, that's good. That's a great, great question. We're actually meeting with um, tomorrow. We're meeting with uh, AC Water and Sewer or one of those companies to, to kind of look at that. I think we're going to have to connect. There's a line there, but I think we're going to have to build a connection to that mm-hmm. for the sewer. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that that we found in Atlantic City is that, you know, a lot of these lots used to have structures on it. I'm mm-hmm. guessing maybe at one point there was a structure on this lot, but they were torn down. And as a result, all of the utilities that used to run to these 
lots have been yeah. non-maintained. In some right. cases, there are no utilities. Like there's no sewer line. It just stops 100 feet before the lot or something like that. And that's a huge pain in the butt because to run 100 feet of sewer line, if you have to pay for it, it's like astronomical, right? Right, right. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you guys have run into that in a little bit, some of the stuff? Some areas, yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and also, you know, just the standards of utilities that you would need today didn't exist 60 years ago, right? So you have mm -hmm. a sewer, like a clay sewer line that's two inches in diameter, whereas today you need a five and a half inch, yeah. line, you know, whatever, things like that, right? But this is great, Nick. So I know that there is a meeting coming up. I think a lot of people listening to the podcast are in Atlantic City or would be interested in that. You said the date might be changing, right? It's May Yeah, it's 8th. actually, it was just recently. Now it's, it's May 20th. Um, it'll be a Zoom link. And uh, anyone that's wants to come, particularly Atlantic City residents or owners of property uh, that is in favor of another small business opening um, in your neighborhood to a family-friendly small business, that's going to be very popular with Airbnbs, we hope. We'd just love if you could come to the meeting and just kind of say, you know, your name and this is a great idea. This is good. Because like you said, like, and we've talked to the, I mean, we talked to the C CRDI director like early on and even talked about the plot and our idea and everyone loved the idea. And I think you kind of go back through the, the technical land use stuff. Like you have 16 things listed that you can use the land for, but miniature golf's not listed. So we have to get something called a D variance, which is the most a non-conforming yeah. use variance. Yeah. And you look on that entire boardwalk, we literally couldn't put a miniature golf course anywhere based on the, the way. And I, it's just something that was overlooked. That's mm -hmm. all it was. It wasn't, but you know, it's just a technicality that we have to overcome. But um, there is a website set up, right? It's uh, North Beach Mini Golf. There's a miniature, there's a website, northbeachminigolf.com. And the course, by the way, it's going to be an homage to Atlantic City. So we're going to have kind of prohibition barrels there and like maybe saltwater taffy because it originated in Atlantic City, maybe a million dollar pier hole. You know, maybe we'll Very have cool. some new Atlantic City things, Monopoly hard times. rock, maybe a Monopoly. <laughs> yeah. Shout out. So it's going to be when you play the course, you're going to feel like it's like a tour of Atlantic City and. Yeah, we kind of wanted to incorporate that. So um, North Beach, it's on section of Atlantic City called North Beach. So we kind of just leveraged that with the name, northbeachminigolf.com. We've been trying to, that too, we, I always say the inlet, and I've been trying to be like North Beach because that's a lot, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. a lot better. Well, this is great, Nick. So I, I, uh, I'm super excited to see how that goes. I'll be at the meeting. So uh, appreciate I'm, I'm that. Thank you. Thank you. How that uh, transpires. But um, this has been a great conversation. I hope that we can have you back on the show in a couple months, you know, when the golf course has broken ground. And I'd love to hear about that experience of construction and CRDA grants and all that stuff, because we've considered that too and looked into that. And that's uh, its own level of complexity. But um, do you have plans beyond the mini golf? Are there other things in the works? Um, no, we have this funeral home. We have home. that other thing, the funeral <laughs> yeah. home. I mean, I'm actually excited about that. I'm excited potential. about that too. Yeah, I, you, know, yeah. uh, you know, I think you can do a lot with that. That would probably be it, really. I mean, I think, yeah, no, I, I think this is enough for someone else has a full-time job. So we're going to be focused on this and then maybe funeral home. But <laughs> yeah. well, uh, other than that, I, I think I'm tapped out and I'm, I'm going to just support all you guys and what you guys are doing. Well, congratulations on all of the success with that so far. I think it's oh, it's a you. monumental undertaking. Uh, even though it's uh, it's only one parcel of land, it's a lot, right? It, it, it's uh, all the complexities. I think are like I said. I think these casinos they have teams of people that do it, and it's just the two of you guys. So the hats off for all of that success, and I'm excited to see where it's going to go. But 
Yeah. So if uh, people want to get in touch with you, they have questions about the mini golf, can they email you or what's the... Go to the website. There's an Instagram profile right there. Um, you can click the northbeachminigolf.com, all one word, or at northbeachminigolf on Instagram. You send us a message, follow us. I'll get right back to you. We respond to all messages. We only got 150 followers. So you, <laughs> you send me a message, I respond. <laughs> the first 150 though. That's very the very first one. You yeah. Get in early. Well, thanks, Nick. Uh, this is great. We'll definitely have you back on. And thank you very personally for introducing me to Atlantic City. Oh, uh, it's no. been a, a big part of my life and, and investing for sure. And thank everybody. Thank you guys for listening to the Brick by Brick podcast. We appreciate your continued support. If you are capable of doing this on whatever platform you are listening to, please like or subscribe to the podcast so that you get updated when we have new episodes. And if you'd like to contact us directly, I am John, J-O-H-N at LibertyHudson.com. And Ryan is Ryan, R-Y-A-N at LibertyHudson.com. Thank you again for listening. And we'll be back very soon with another episode. Thanks again. Don't forget to visit us at BrickXBrickRealEstate.com for free content to help you along your real estate journey and to follow along on our projects. Subscribe and rate us on your favorite podcast app and engage with us online via Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and BrickXBrickRealEstate.com. See you next time on the Brick by Brick Podcast.